Today's episode is brought to you by Pale Horse Media Co. Head on over to www.palehorsemedia.co for more of your favorite shows, books, and merch. I have two brand new releases for you over at Pale Horse Media Co. The first one, In His Name, My First Dive Into Fiction. It is just a fun, cool thriller if you're into that kind of sort of thing. And and we have the second expanded edition of the original, of the OG Safety Sucks, the bullshit and the safety profession they don't tell you about. I go through, I expand on some thoughts, add some bonus material, reflect on some of the chapters. So if either of those sound like things you should be interested in, again head over to www.palehorsemedia.co CO or find them on your Amazon marketplace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your support of the books of the podcast of the merch store of everything. It truly means the world to us. This, this, this show is brought to you by safety FM. The hop nerd podcast is brought to you by hop University. Head on over to hopuniversity.org. That's hopuniversity.org. We offer on-demand and in-person hop training, speaking engagements, one-on-one coaching for safety professionals, and consultation to organizations for all things safety better. Again, head over to hopuniversity.org. O-R-G. Today's episode is also brought to you by Safety Sucks, the bullshit in the safety profession they don't tell you about, aka my first book. You can pick up a copy over at safetysucks.net if you want a signed copy. It's also available on Amazon through Amazon Prime. You can get a Kindle version of that. You can also head over to Audible or iTunes and get an audiobook version. Again, today is brought to you by Safety Sucks. Head over to safetysucks.net or pick up a copy wherever you find books or audio books. Hello, howdy. Hi, everybody. Sam Goodman, the Hop Nerd, bringing you another episode of the Hop Nerd Podcast. I hope you're doing super duper amazing wherever you find yourself. Things are going amazing here in the Beautiful and sunny downtown Phoenix, Arizona. I can't complain. I really can't. Things are going great. And speaking of great, we have somebody awesome on today. But before we talk about that, head over to hopuniversity.org, hopuniversity.org for all things safety better. We're doing on-demand virtual stuff. I mean, pretty much everything safety better, human and organization performance at a distance or We'll come to you. We'll do all of that stuff. So make sure you head over and check us out and also head over to, of course, thehopnerd.com. Make sure you like, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff on all our social media. You know the social media stuff. I'm not even going to jump into that one today. What an amazing guest we have today. We have the amazing and awesome and super cool Sheldon Primus. And I'm going to apologize right now. Because it's another two-parter. I know, it's back-to-back two-parters, but there's just too much great stuff to talk about. I don't want to cut this short. Sheldon is full, full, chock-full of knowledge and wisdom and smarts, and he drops so much valuable information during these next two episodes about... Yeah, you guessed it. Safety consulting. He is the man. Like, he's got all... 
the info, right? So you want to listen to this one. If you're even remotely considering doing anything on your own, hanging out a, you know, your, your shingle, right? In this space, you want to tune into this. Make sure you head over to check out all of Sheldon's social media stuff. Make sure you uh, you go check out his website. He's doing all kinds of amazing stuff. He's always doing really cool giveaways and stuff like that. And he also teaches all this stuff in a course. So I think he's been doing some live ones and he's got some stuff over on Teachable, just like we do. We got some Teachable stuff too. So make sure you head over and check us out and check him out too. So here we go. Sam Goodman and Sheldon Primus talking all things about being a safety consultant. There's like, so that was my high school job is I was a musician. Like that's what I did for my high school job. Yeah. See mine in the corner over there. I see that. I'm looking at that. <laughs> so that's, that's how I made like my, you know, in, instead of like working at the, the burger shack or whatever, you know, Yeah. Um, I went around and I was the, the 15, 16 year old kid that had the big red X stamp on their hand that got into the bars you know, to, to play music. And that was a good way, you know, every Saturday, plus it, you know, it honestly kept me out of a lot of trouble that I would have probably been into on Saturday, you know, Friday, Saturday nights. Did your dad have to bring you or your mom? <laughs> yeah. So they, yeah, they would have to give you permission, yeah. right. To be, to be, at that age. So you're, think, you're uh, Derek trucks. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think at 16 that stopped, like they didn't have to actually, they didn't actually have to like sign any waiver or anything at that point. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Oh man, that means you're good. So that means I should be looking to you for some lessons. I don't know about that. I'm super rusty. I'm super rusty. So it's been a long time since I played like that. So that was really, it was a full-time job. Now, you know, when you really stop and reflect on it, you don't think about it, you know, at the time, but you know, we were rehearsing a few times a week, plus playing at least two nights a week. Usually it was rare that we, that we didn't play a weekend, you know? And, is that um, your only instrument? That leads me to believe that you probably have some other instruments under there. No, so I, I, I can, I can pick up just about anything and start to play it. Now, yeah. to, to say that I'm, I, I can get technical with everything. No, right. <laughs> um, I actually started uh, really, really young uh, playing drums, and then I quickly decided I wanted to play guitar, so I kind of moved yeah. away from drums. <sighs> And then yeah, obviously, I, so I was gonna I was gonna bring this up. So let me let me just say we'll we'll fade this podcast in right here because let, let me just say this. Um, as as we tend to do prior to podcasts, you start to do a little bit of googling, right? Yeah. So I found some really good clips of you. Which one, drumming or my stuff, DJ stuff? Both. So okay. both actually, yeah. So and both were pretty epic. Can I just <laughs> say that right now? So yeah. When you say you're a drummer, let me insert you're that you're a hell of a drummer when you actually Ooh, go and watch nice. these watch these videos. Yeah, you're good, man. You're good. Yeah, I used to teach uh, uh, when I was going through Bible college. Believe it or not, we went through yeah. Bible college in Cleveland, Tennessee, and uh, to make a little bit of money, I was uh, I was working at Pizza Hut delivery driving, which I loved, loved, loved that job. It was really cool, and then I. Had to pick up some extra money so i started teaching drums while i was there and uh but i've i've been teaching throughout my whole life and i went back i only started doing it because i thought it was fun and my teacher was 
this guy who was a rock drummer, Joe Ranieri was his name. He had a group called Tequila. And uh, <laughs> first day I come in uh, to a drum lessons, Queens, New York, and I come in and he's got this big curly Bon Jovi uh, Italian mop of a hair going, you know, really long thing going. And uh, and I see him I'm like, oh, great, I'm just going to learn rock. And then he, <laughs> he comes out and he just brings out just a practice pad and some sticks. And he just went wailing on this jazz um it wasn't even like a riff per se, but it was just uh, rudiments as is, is, is the building blocks of, of right. rhythm. So uh, he went through these rudiments and he's reading this, he's reading like sight reading drum notes and everything. Wow. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So he taught me and um, he really just, he taught me the feel for music. And then he also taught me the discipline of business in music because truly wow. you're, you have to be whatever the band is, though you mm -hmm. feel like you got other stuff in you if your band is really they flow together and you're not with the band it's going to stand out like a sore thumb and everybody sure. loses money <laughs> you know that's it's it's interesting that you bring that up because that is was um that was really as we were kind of talking you know that was my first real job per se right to 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 go out and start playing music and i, I probably started in that i'm going to use an air quotes here for people that are just listening <laughs> um for that job because uh, it's way too much fun. I mean, I made money doing it, but it was way too much fun to actually call it a job. I mean, let me oh, just yeah, say yeah. that. Um, so I started doing that probably when I was like 14, to be honest with you, around 14. But there's so much of that that you actually learn um, about business and about those things in and around music in particular, because it seems like it can go to, to, to way off to one extreme if you're not very careful, right? There's a lot Absolutely. of musicians that just tank stuff <laughs> really <laughs> fast, right? I mean, some of the really basic premises that you learn is like cash up front. Nobody gets paid until everything's packed up. Absolutely. <laughs> so some of the some of the really basic yeah. premises yeah, you kind of learn. And somebody help the drummer out. As, right. As you're kind of <laughs> traveling around in a band, you, you know, you start to learn some of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. I remember when I was traveling, um, uh, we were doing local gigs and uh, it was a group that uh, was called Manuka Honey and uh, we're doing um, mostly our own music and yeah. I was a drummer for the band and it was a little bit of um, if you can imagine a splash of uh, Nora Jones a little bit of Fiona Apple and then gotcha. a little uh, jazz that that has an undertone with yeah. Latin flair to it wow. and we did 90% our own music and uh, and then every once in a while we'll throw in that kirtan stuff that you would hear at an ashram <laughs> so, <laughs> and so we, we really just went through that and um, I remember one time we got a gig where we each a uh, four member band we each got a hundred bucks and i was like Ooh, yeah. promised land you never right. get gigs like that <laughs> right and so yeah the with me i was in a band where we pretty much played um everything right just because you, you think just stereotypical bar band Mm -hmm. right that's you know the write down your request on the 20 and pass it up you know yeah. type of <laughs> type of bar band and so we would Free play bird. right uh, so that's what i was going to say next that's the one song that's the one song that we refused to play no free bird any any other leonard skinner absolutely no free bird period <laughs> that yeah the, that was like that movie where they had a sign on the wall no stairway to heaven <laughs> right yeah i don't i think we did that one one time actually <laughs> sadly enough but yeah. yeah some people just tuning in going what the heck's going on <laughs> are you live or is this recorded because i know you do live stuff too no we're not live we're not live today <laughs> okay <laughs> i would warn you i'll tell you that if, if it was live i'd warn you beforehand. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know your show. If in case I, I throw out any any, you know, I, I'm not like a like a gratuitous, you know, gratuitous. Okay, is that the word gratuitous? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, throw out the, the you know the S or Fs or any of that like I normally do, unless I'm hosting Jay's uh, rated yeah. R safety show. Yeah, I don't well, know if you had a chance to host that, but it is I, so I fun. Yeah, yeah, I haven't. I did. So like I will tell you too. Episodes, I think. I will say that I do not. Uh, I don't mind to click the explicit button, and my audience <laughs> seems to like it more when I do for for whatever reason. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah, so if I got two kids and they're grown, they're not like yours, where you know she's nice and little and cute. My yeah. kids are are big and cute, but uh, twenty one <laughs> and twenty three. But uh, but it's so funny if they were to if someone were to say, "Where'd you learn your bad language from?" It'd be mom. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't be yeah. me. <laughs> and she's not bad, you know. Yeah. It's but it's that for me um you know very very rare because i think when someone is very rare and you hear them throw one of those s-bombs or whatever right. or even an right. f-bomb uh you're like what right <laughs> but there's some people that you know like samuel jackson that's like that's how he ends the like sentence flows it just flows yeah it's just it's like his catchphrases now right yeah no kidding <laughs> I can't think of Samuel L. Jackson without immediately going to Pulp Fiction, one of the greatest movies of all time. Best movie ever. I mean, that's the one movie that I have to say um, that any time that it's on, I watch it. I just, just perfect. Love it all the time. (laughs) Uh, I love that. uh, You know, the the, how do you say uh, how do you say uh, Big Mac in French? It's like like, I don't know. Went to McDonald's. <laughs> that and then the because they, they were they were going to what was a big Kahuna burger? Is that what big Kahuna? So, yeah. Big Kahuna burger. <laughs> well, yeah, on that Chris note, this is great in that one too. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, jumping out of music in Pulp Fiction, <laughs> let's dive in for those folks that don't know who Sheldon Primus is. Who is Sheldon Primus? Ooh, nice philosophical <laughs> question. So let's break this down. Well, if we start with the gut binome, uh, <laughs> I'm just a guy who loves a girl. <laughs> no, the the whole safety premise to me, and uh, truly, I'm a safety consultant, and I uh, like to think of myself as being, you know, a consultant to the consultants. And truly, my goal and everything is to help people get the the easy button as much as possible when it comes to starting their business. So my mindset has always been entrepreneurship. And when I got into safety and health, I didn't think entrepreneurship until I got burnt out of my safety and health job working for the state of Florida, uh, where I currently am. And, uh, And back then was 2020. 2008 I started my business but 2012 I was like fed up (laughs) like I am done and from there I just truly I was doing management anyway and I was already doing safety and health so I decided I'm going to take my my master's degree and I'm going to do this on my own and figure it out and I was did not have the um, foresight to truly have a a big clientele before i left <laughs> so uh, if you're asking who sheldon primus is the answer is i wing it <laughs> a guy who wings it and then figures it out later and then helps the next guy after i figure it out <laughs> you know i love that i love that because for me i say i love that because i should because i, I feel like i'm similar to that 
I'm, I'm the same kind of person. I like to, if I have the thought, I just want to try and do and figure out and just work through it, right? And just make mm-hmm. it happen. And for some folks, there's some folks out there that are the opposite, opposite of that, believe that, <laughs> that are almost, mm-hmm. almost paralyzed with fear when it yeah. comes to some of this stuff, especially as we go down the path of talking about uh, maybe kind of hanging out your own shingle, right? Or going out on your own um, mm-hmm. and becoming, especially a safety consultant, right? Um, I really, I really appreciate the fact that there's people out there like you that are are helping to share some of those lessons because that's a really, really scary thing for folks. And it should be, I'm not saying that it oh, shouldn't yeah. be a thing, right? Yeah, it should definitely that. be scary because you, you hear that a lot from people. They're like, oh, I'm just going to quit my job and I'm just going to go out and I'm going to start consulting. And it's going to be just like, boom, boom, bang, making, you know, millions of dollars every year as this glorious safety consultant, right? What would you have yeah. to say to those people that think that's how, how life works? <laughs> I say, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> it starts out where at first you're really uh you're good and if you know your niche really well then what will happen is you'll probably use if you're smart your own network of friends to get you going but if you don't have enough vision and foresight you're going to be stuck in a rut and the rut's going to be a lot of money no money a lot of money, no money <laughs> and truly that wave is going to get you so uh, those people that are uh, it takes a little bit more planning than just, I got to do it. And then truly the other half of it is uh, if you are strategic and you're also marketing, it's constant marketing. It's so funny. My, um, with, I, this is one company I work with a lot in uh, Daytona and uh, uh, Stacy's one of the marketers for the safety council. And uh, I, me and my wife effectively calls her my pimp. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was like, all right, Stacy, where you got me next? I'll make you some money. <laughs> so, and that's really what boils down to. You got to get nice. Um, you have to get a nice network of people that you could work with to help the money keep coming in. So it's truly, yes, you probably know a lot about a certain industry, but is that industry ready to support you full time? So that means you might have to start branching out more. So those people that want to jump into it with just your knowledge of your certain industry, you're ready for that. But are you ready for a sustainable business, which is going to take a little bit more? And that's, you know, that's really what I try to help people, you know, figure out. That's, that's interesting because a lot of people, again, they, they just see, um, they just look out and they see this vast sea of opportunity and there is, right? I'm not mm-hmm. saying that there's not, um, there, it's a huge sandbox that we're talking about here, right? And, and I, I won't, I don't think I'm giving away any secrets when I say that there's a lot of untapped market out there still uh, Absolutely. In, in, in this space, but they just see that and then they don't realize that the actual conversion piece of that to actual business or to actual money is like this big. Right. For the folks that are that are, can't see this on the on the camera, it's just I'm holding up my little fingers when it's about this big. Yeah. I'm squeezing your head. <laughs> so and and let me ask this because I think this would be something that'd be interesting for folks. Um so from the time that you actually just in your experience um working with professionals in your own kind of journey, from the time that you really thought about, okay, I'm gonna do this to the point to where you're like, okay, I'm I'm I've got some pretty good cash flow. 
what does that space look like? Because I think that's probably the scarier part because a lot of people think it's fast. And that, yeah. that's, I'm trying to dispel this myth of fast a little bit for some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's, there's fast and then there's sustainable, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, fast means like when you get into the business, you may already have two or three clients and chances are if you, especially in the COVID-19 age, and let's say someone is going to uh, dissolve the safety department and now they're saying, all right, we'll have you as our first consultant because we're going to just dissolve your department. We might as well keep you. You're still in there. So you're like, yes, I landed a great job uh, as you're, you know, a new consultant. However, if they decide to go another way again, then where are you? So that's the the key. So truly what uh, from day one to safety consultant to sustainable business varies, but it's the same business principle as, you know, if you're starting a bakery or if you're starting, you know, something else is truly that five-year mark is is magical because yeah. uh, at that time you're showing other people that you're there for to stay. So they'll throw out some jobs here and there. And hopefully if you, um, I try to say you need to 4X each relationship, meaning you get a client, you want to make sure you get another three things that comes from it. It could be repeat business the following year. It could be uh, them referring you to someone else or some other way that you could 4X each relationship to start building a base. So as you build that base, that's when it becomes sustainable. But unfortunately, easy button doesn't exist and that just takes time. <laughs> well, and that's kind of where I was going going with that next is that you were you were really talking about, you kind of started to touch on relationships there a little bit and growing that business. How important are those relationships? Mm-hmm. And, because, uh, go ahead. No, just, I was going to say, because it seems like so much, especially nowadays, uh, whether it's a virtual relationship, you think about how, I mean, that's how me and you connected, right? I mean, we connected through LinkedIn, through mutual Absolutely. kind of people. And yeah. you start thinking about how you start having these conversations and kind of growing your friends group virtually nowadays. So those relationships that you have through social media that you have, it's it's not as much old school kind of shaking hands on the golf course, you know, kind of kind of relationships that we're talking about nowadays, is it? It's, it's more into... Um, through your connections on LinkedIn and through you, you know, the folks that you follow on Instagram and, you know, you start yeah. up these little chits, your chit chats with people and you start having these kind of ongoing dialogues. And then, you know, that little seed that you plant now, you know, a year from now might turn into um, a lead for something. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a different kind of dynamic than maybe what we think of maybe selling in the mm-hmm. past might've been right. Yeah, and truly, it's um, it's all of that wrapped up because now um, you are trying to sell to the masses your service. I always say start locally, but eventually you're going to have to branch out to that. So, uh, the principle of know you like you trust you is the idea behind every sale. So um, that sale especially when you're trying to get the know you part through a a LinkedIn or social media or anything, the know you is going to be, it's a marketing term, which is pretty much um, you need contact time, which is something we know in safety. uh, But then in the marketing realm there, they really look at it as an impressions. That's, that's the term they use. So you have to get valuable impressions and then you network out through people and now you're using their influence to help you. So, you know, on the basics, uh, right now we're not physically thinking about it, 
But when I promote this to my network, you promote this to your network as we go through it, I'm pushing people to your show and you're pushing people to me. And therefore that's a, a, a symbiotic relationship mm-hmm. that's, that has to have to replicate itself over and over and over right. again, but it can't be forced. That's the key. And it has to be something organic because you could tell if someone's just out for the buck versus, yes. you know, someone that organically you mm-hmm. like, you know, <laughs> you get that feeling inside that you're like, ooh, instant. It's like it's that. instant, right? You can just kind of get that, um, you get that car salesman feel, right? It's like, yes. ah, I don't need the undercutting. Just leave me alone. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> you, you know? That's like well, when you like and you get somebody on LinkedIn, the first thing you do, I don't know if you're getting this like I am, but right now being a podcaster, about every fourth day, I'm going to get about two to three people that's like in the podcast business. And I say, connect and all of a sudden my email just as i'm hitting connect button on my on my actual screen it's like hey how are you and uh come here to my website i found that out to be true um shameless plug for the book (laughs) after i kind of self-published the book there's a lot same thing just kind of i don't want to call them slimy and snaky but they kind of are they're like hey if you send me money i'll take care of this for you and then we'll promote your book over i'm like I'm okay. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I think that you see that with um, anything like that, though. You know, some of those folks might actually be pretty good, and they might be okay. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it's the connect, and then this instant sales email, it's an instant. It's off-putting, right? It's instantly off-putting, and you're just yeah. like. You might so, be great, but I'm done with that. <laughs> yeah. So break down that feeling. So if you are, if you're feeling that instantly off-hooded and meaning that you, you, you think, well, maybe they're good, but I don't know. So, so if you're trying to quantify that, what, what is that feeling to you? What do you think? Yeah. For me, it's, it's, it's that it's the, the lack of relationship part, probably yeah. just because I don't have no clue who this person is in the first words. I'm a very peopley person. Right. If, if people, if people can't like tell, if people can't tell. I, I like to run my mouth. I like to talk with people. I'm the hugger in the group. Right. You know, I'm, I'm that person. Um, but so when the first thing out of somebody's mouth is a pitch, it just, for me personally, it just instantly goes, okay, I don't know you. It's kind of back to that. No, you trust you, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. anything about you. Um, I've never heard of you. Right. There's, so there's no brand credibility either. Right. So at least if you're getting something from maybe a, a known brand or something, you can go, okay, I, I kind of sort of know what they're about or that person's about. Okay. Unless you're just going out of the blue, phew, kind of shooting into your inbox. And the first thing that comes to mind is pass. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because it's the trust factor. So that really just breaks down to trust. So uh, what it boils down to is if you are trying to do this and you know your safety chops because you need to, you have to Mm -hmm. know your safety chops because you're going to be found out very soon (laughs) if you don't. And uh, But the other part is you still have to be a people person and you have to be authentic because the trust factor, there's no sidestepping the trust factor. There's way to influence, and that's where you have things like, um, like for me, I do like using uh, Google and also Facebook, uh, and the two things that you'll see on. Well, one is probably the biggest. Is uh, it's it's almost like a cookie, which is a code. But uh, and it's just a digital code, and it's called a pixel. And the reason why they call it pixels because it's the actual size of a one by one um, uh, byte of your computer. Oh, wow. You know, so it's like your you know 
like if you say your TV is 1080 pixels, yeah. you know, that, that unit of measurement, that's the size of this code, one pixel. So what happens is when you go to Facebook, when you go to uh, Google and uh, you have been pixeled, meaning you visited a website, uh, maybe even Amazon and you're, you know, had it in your cart and you're about to buy it in the cart. Right. And right. then all of a sudden you're like, ah, let me go price shop it somewhere else. And then you go on Facebook and you see it on the feed, the exact same thing you're just looking at. Yeah. What happened there? That's yeah. a pixel. Yeah. So yeah. you have been influenced and it's, you know, you're paying for that influence as the person who's, who's doing that. So that's a way to kind of keep top of mind and truly that's one way of influencing but then the other one is is another one as simple as uh friends of friends of friends if someone tells me you know man i really want to get a hold of someone that understands how and i'm thinking oh i i know a guy (laughs) i know a guy and he even calls himself hop nerd so uh (laughs) it's in the name right you you really want to make sure that you're not you know two to three thoughts removed from that answer and if that's the key where someone thinks you know right away man safety does suck oh i know someone that wrote a book that exact same word i gotta introduce you to sam right right (laughs) so that's that's how that works yeah i think that's that's super super important again because we're still we're still boiling back to a lot of relationship piece right it's still kind of coming back to that relationship piece and, absolutely and word of mouth and organic stuff um i think that's one thing that i that i was really kind of um my, my eyes were open to with kind of organic kind of marketing because before i started podcasting and doing all this stuff I, why would i care right no i don't care right it's <laughs> kind of your normal linkedin user you know your normal social media user why yeah. would you care right and then once I started sort of podcasting, and then as we kind of talk about, you know, you're start, starting to post to promote podcasts, you're starting to do those different things to promote the podcast or share this or share that. And then you start to notice, okay, oh, the more that I post, the more my, my listens go up, the more my downloads go up, the more I share this, then the more this goes up. And then mm-hmm. you start to see kind of how that works and you start to see stuff getting shared and reshared and you just kind of see that stuff starting to happen. Yeah. Um, that's what I tell people all the time because they, I, I surprisingly get that question a lot too from folks is, okay, how do I, how do I promote this? How do I grow this? And their first thought is to go to paid advertisement. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of, there's a lot of podcasts out there that, that have went that way. And I'm just, I'm just using podcasts in particular that have mm-hmm. started with paid advertisement and they no longer exist. And I'm not saying that's a trend, but it just seems like once you build that organic base first, yeah, it seems like then that might be the next step in the plan, right? I'm, I'm not the marketing guru by any means. So please, nobody, <laughs> nobody take this as marketing yeah, yeah. advice. But uh, well, my, seems my bachelor's like is marketing there. and you're there right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so at least, so there's, there's some credibility here. It's not me. I promise you it's not, it's not me. <laughs> so what you're trying to explain so eloquently and you're right, you're absolutely right. So basically what you're, you're seeing is those people are going straight into advertising. They're missing something. They don't know who they're advertising to. Right. So if you start giving away things or you start doing and giving away could be anything as your free podcast. I don't have to pay to listen to your sure. podcast, right? right. So right. that means someone's going to organically get to know you a little bit better. And then the thing that's happening uh, is analytics. And though everyone hates that term, you know, it's a lagging indicator, right? Just like safety and health, you get leading and lagging indicator. So analytics is a lagging indicator. Those analytics are going to reveal to you what your 
person looks like that likes you the most, that's your customer avatar. You know, we love that avatar, right? <laughs> so right, after right, you right, get right. your customer avatar, then you start actually saying, well, this person likes me because I have a history of looking at data that says yeah. they're listening to my podcast or uh, they visited my website through the pixel. And now I know now these are the people that I need to target and they actually like me or they've been on my website before uh, or they're, you know, men age for me. It's, it's usually men age 50, no, 45 to 60. Uh, they're married and they have uh, graduated from at least college, but most are graduated with a master's and it's no geographic location yet. Well, it's usually the U S based but i do get you know uh, uh webs people that are from other countries but if i'm going to advertise those are the people i'm going to be looking to advertise so if i'm and i also know um what kind of uh what kind of jobs they have and then also right. i know what kind of uh what kind of interests they have and that's usually from facebook so yeah. from there then I know when it's time to market, I am just going to spend my dollars on these people as opposed to the whole forest. You know, you, you market to the trees, not to the forest. Yeah. You're, you're not, you're not just, uh, you're, you don't have that just throw against the wall kind of marketing plan because you're it's just too gonna, expensive. You're, you're, you're never going to, yeah. You're, you're most normal people. Let me put it that way. Most normal people are not going to have the, the thousands upon thousands of dollars to make that effective. <laughs> Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's just no way. way too expensive. You can't scale that. So I, I love your point because it's, it's so important for folks to hear that. I think to understand that if you're, you're going down that path, you're starting down this path and, and now you're to the point of maybe thinking about that stuff. You really want to make sure to the point to where you can really dial that stuff in. You can really make those dollars count because they, they should count. Um, because early on in this journey, right, you're, you're bootstrapping a lot of this stuff, right? I mean, it's, it's fortunately, fortunately in our world. Now I will say, look, podcasting can be as expensive as you want to make it. Right? Yeah. Look at it that. Can also, you got. It can also be as not as expensive as you want to make it. So I'm a nerd though. So I can justify this. I love audio stuff. So yeah, yeah, I see all that audio there. I'm thinking, man, that man hit the lotto. This is, this is, this is half personal. So let me put it in. Oh, there we go. But you know, you can, you, any of that stuff, right? So it's really important to understand that, you know, it's, there's probably other places you can invest time rather than money, right? Absolutely. Then, then just going out and maybe buying ads, you know, I always liked kind of the, um, I always liked the Gary V strategy, like the dollar 80 a day strategy, you know, going out and talking about hitting your most popular hashtags and commenting and talking to folks and like meaningful interaction with people on social media. And that's a really good way to start, start to organically grow your following because people just see you everywhere. It's hard not to follow you when they just see you interacting and having those conversations. I would challenge anybody out there to go out, pick one of your top hashtags, go find a post that really interests you and then go write something meaningful on that post. I bet you, you get a couple of people follow you because of it. It's going to be really weird unless you just write something really dumb. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no kidding. Like uh, I remember uh, when I really got started, I did two things that I thought really boosted me a lot. And one was I started my own LinkedIn group and uh, one is called OSHA Compliance Help, which was one of my early businesses. And uh, it's currently roughly... I think 2000 members, if I'm, uh, if I'm remembering right. 
you know, one to 2000, that's a big jump, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, oh, but somewhere within there. And then uh, the other one I started uh, my, my first job or first anything was basically wastewater treatment. So I started one for that business as well. And those two groups, I believe the wastewater one was like 700. And then I got a face, a Facebook private group. And if you go to facebook.com, you type in safety consultant with no S you'll find the group three easy questions to answer. And that's just so I can make sure it's no one that's spamming Uh, and truly People answer those questions, they get into the group, and the group I started, I'm moderating on, it currently has, um, I guess, 1,800 people globally, and, you know, that is my voice, and I know that they're into safety consulting, and uh, truly, it helped me uh, get my voice out there, as well as I promote people just like me, because you could if you want to say spam as my ear quotes go up as well i don't care uh i'm not one of those moderators you know promote yourself i i believe the formula to success means we all could make it not just me we all could make it so basically there's enough of world of of work in this world for a safety consultant or two you know if i were to get in a nuclear i'm calling sam right right. (laughs) i don't don't know that i'm calling you you're gonna help me with that with that guy could counter in the back it's hanging out the back (laughs) (laughs) you're you're i'm calling you on that one and i'll promote you as much as i can and that's the way i believe every business is going to help each other and it's it leads to success well and because it's 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 um the world is always competitive, right? And but I, you probably feel similar to I do. Like, I think competition is a great thing. It helps people kind of grow, and we build cooler stuff. We make cool, mm-hmm. neat things because of competition, right? That's why we end up with cooler cars, right? That's why we end up with, with cooler yeah. phones and all this stuff is because of that element of competition. But so much of the market, as we kind of mentioned, is untapped. I mean, when I, I'll throw something out um, as, as as pigeonholed as hop, right? Even just mm-hmm. the market around human organizational performance is probably like just barely scratched the surface by most, right? Because not a lot, if I can talk, not a lot of organizations have gone down that path, you know. Yeah. And I think so much of of kind of where we were talking there, talking about these face group book groups and talking about this and that, so much of it still comes back to the question of providing something of value to people, right? I mean, Absolutely. you're still you're still giving them something that they want, something that they need. Right. You're mm-hmm. providing them, whether it's a free service or a paid service at some point. Right. You're you're giving them something, something that they need. And that's why they're ultimately going to interact with you. It's a similar thing to the podcast. Right. Um, we're, we're giving them access to something um, that they need, that they want. Right. That, you know, hop is a great example because there's not a lot of resources out there for hop. Yeah. Right? Hop in particular. Um so you give them something that they're going, okay, that's valuable. I want that. I need that. I can use that. That's going to help me. That's got stuff I can take back to my workplace. That's got this or that. Uh, and it's, it's good, right? There's, there's still got to be something there for a value to, to draw people to it. Yeah. And truly what I, um, what I think, and this is just a, a for instance, right? So if someone wants to follow Sam and they're going to, you know, look up the hop nerd and they follow you, they'll find you maybe first by either LinkedIn or by your podcast, I would, I would think, right? right so right. Uh, that would be what we call the top of a funnel. Right. And if uh, they get into that funnel through listening to you, they're going to really start getting to know you, getting to see your personality. I might you know, look at you on Twitch and, you know, see your family and really start to, you know, get to, get to know you a little bit better. And then from there, uh, you will have 
you know, different things that you want to put in there that's going to be free as well. Right. Or you might start, you know, leading them towards the hop university that you have. And right. that could be the final purchase, if you will, not final, mm-hmm. but it's the, the, the biggest purchase. But all through that process of interacting with you, you got freebies here, freebies there, things that they can look for. So you're helping people that are bootstrapping this thing as well. And then later on when they're ready and they're, they're able to, when they they want to learn more about hop and they go to that hop university. Now they already know I can learn from this guy. I've been learning from him uh, for free for so long. Right. I need this thing. So they're going to now go to you for that. And truly that's one of the, that's the idea before on it. So if you ever heard the term a sales funnel, that's really what it boils down to is you're giving a whole bunch of free things at first. And it's not for nefarious purposes. It's not to try to, you know, say, all right, I'm going to give them freebies so I can get them later on with the big thing. It's just, (laughs) you're giving people a, a, point of entry mm-hmm. that works for them exactly. and then when they're ready to buy a bigger thing they know they want to go to you versus someone else because they trust you already and that's really what that boils down to so it, it you need it you need the freebies as well as you need to pay stuff because at one point yeah. you're going to end up having to ask for money or else you won't make it <laughs> exactly, exactly right. <laughs> well, and so so much of that to your point Alan, exactly right and it's just it's a valuable experience from start to finish then or hopefully not finish but you know what i mean yeah it's valuable experience from the first time that they interact with you they're getting value and it's a it's even if it's free right they're starting to go oh this is nice i like this this is good but then as you mentioned they're starting to get to get to know the person um if you're if you're throwing in those kind of freebies along the way too they're starting to get to know kind of your product as well so once they do get to that point they're going okay i kind of know what to expect from sam or i know what to expect from sheldon i know what to expect from whoever this is what, okay, I, I'm familiar. I, I like this. I've definitely, you know, um, I've always operated under that premise. Uh, somebody way early on in my life told me that, that if you, if you, if you have valuable stuff, if you give away as much of your knowledge as you can for free, people will eventually start paying you for it. <laughs> so I, I've, I've yeah. always found, I've always found that to be some, some, some words of wisdom. <laughs> yeah. And it also helps when you get those people that say, Hey man, uh, you always want money out of this. And you're like, Hey, Here's my YouTube channel. Here's my podcast. Here's my post. And here's a few freebies that I have. So, so, I think right now I'm probably like 90, 90, 10, 90 free, 10 paid. You know, it's yeah, pretty, you pretty, pretty good mix. Yeah. And I, I get that way as well. So um, I like even down to my book, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big shot with you with all those pages. I only have like 25 or something pages in my book. And so I, I ended up just giving it away, even though you can still get it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, you know, I've given away the book now. So truly, um, if they want to get to my blueprint course, they already have a lot of information from the book. They already have the podcast of like 70 episodes or something in now. So there's opportunity to get free stuff. So I don't have to feel bad when I have to, you know, say, well, this thing is actually a paid product because you have plenty of other free things if you need right now until you're ready for a paid product. And I'm so, I'm so much like that too. Like I I try to add so much value to stuff, almost probably, probably to the point of being a detriment, right? (laughs) Because I just, I just feel like I want, I want people to understand the value, right? Yeah. Um, Even, even sometimes I'm the person that like when somebody places an order for something, I'll just throw in like extra stuff. Just, yeah, just, yeah, just, just for that piece, you know, because it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a, it's a thing, right? I think it's a. Hey, I got thing. the ebook. When I'm getting my swag, you ain't got any you swag let me know. for the ebook. Let me know. I, you, you gotta, you gotta send me a shipping address. <laughs> so I, I, I had somebody do that, right? I had somebody that had ordered, 
ordered a copy of the ebook. Like, oh, I really love the ebook. And I was like, just send me your address. I'll send you a copy of the. I'll send you a copy of the. Oh, good. So I don't have to feel bad for like <laughs> sucking it out of you. No, 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 no. I'll definitely. So you, you need to let me know because I'm looking over here. I don't have much left. So speaking oh. of speaking of which, that's what I've been sharing with folks. Anyways, because, type that in the chat. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm getting to the point to where you know um, I I guess I'm just insane. Let me let me say that. We, we shipped a significant amount of books from our, our place here, mm-hmm. right? From the Hop Nerd Studios here. Um, and so we kind of we kind of approached it kind of multifaceted. We, we had it on uh, Amazon Prime. We had it on, um, we have it on Lulu Bookstore. Uh, a couple other, through Lulu Publishing, we're getting it into a couple other bookstores. And obviously Audible. And then mm-hmm. I'm just now, of all things, working to get the ebook into iTunes and kind of all those other places yeah. too. You're on Audible? Um, yeah. Did yes, Jay do your? Uh, did you Jay do your uh, editing? I did it, and it what? was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Let me say that. So, who? I'm, I'm, so anybody wanting to get on the audible path, I'm just going to say it's not fun. <laughs> like so, they're 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 very 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 strict with audio quality, which is good. Yeah. Not knocking them for that. I think that's awesome. Um, but I mean, even down to they they could they found stuff in my audio tracks that I couldn't even hear that I'm like cranking up my headphones going, Oh, there is a mouse click there. How can I, you know, you, you just <laughs> so like you need wow. to fix this, you need to fix that. It was, it was, yeah, it was, it took a couple shots to get it through. So, cause I was getting oh, beat up, um, believe it or not. What well, yeah, I'm sure you believe it. I was getting beat up <laughs> uh, in the, in the DMS. It was like, when's the audible book coming out? Yeah. When's it coming out? Like I'm holding out until you get this audible thing. I'm like, yeah. give me a couple more weeks. Give me a couple more weeks. But, but it finally came out. But yeah, I'll so get we, it before we, the night's out. Right there you go. We, we ended up ordering in um, just because for me anyways, it was at least like, I was like, okay, I wrote a book. I want to get some copies of my book. Like I'm going to have that. So I'm just going to order. I'm just going to order, you know, I didn't order a pallet of them or anything like that, but I ordered, I ordered a significant amount. So we ended up selling them through our websites and then shipping them from here and just kind of having a grand experiment in that. Yeah. Uh, and now we're finally getting to where like, okay, we're going to move to, you know, um, Amazon exclusive. We're going to move to, you know, bookstore exclusive. Basically, we're not going to handle any of the shipment out, out of here. Yeah, yeah, no I've got to automate some stuff because I'm going to go insane if I don't. Yep. <laughs> you know? But so that's a big, long story to say that I'm almost out of everything. So you, after this, you're going to have to give me your shipping address. So I can Look for my email as soon as we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and truly, I will send you. I will send you a hot nerd care package of a little bit of everything. So just, All right. just, 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 <laughs> and that's, you know, uh, it is truly one of the things that is, is great is uh, in Louisiana culture, they call it lanyap. It's that baker's dozen where you're expecting 12 and you get that 13th, mm-hmm. you know, truly uh, when you get that little extra, you become a little more endearing to people. And I've done that with clients, you know, I've gone to clients and um, doing their, I'm actually there to do maybe a, a permit required confined space entry class. And I said, all right, let's go through your meters right now, bring them to class. We're going to bump test everything today. We're going to do calibrations. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's do everything as we can. I'll, I'll work it out for you while I'm there. In some cases I'll, I'll go through and I'll, you know, check the fire extinguishers yeah. and all the stuff that they, you know, don't always do. I'll, I'll, I'm there anyway. I'll just do it for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how I, I think when you're, when you finally have a client and you want to go out there and, or, and this works digitally. Well, that's what you're doing. You're, 
you're, you're giving them that little extra, it really makes it endearing to them when they see that, you know, sure, I got them on the contract price, this proposal looks great, and but they're also bringing a little bit value. And especially when I get clients that I see them year after year and I'm training the guys in the same class over and over again. And I'm like, all right, fall protection class again. I got to step up my game. (laughs) You know, I try to do something a little bit different for each class. So, you know, it's fun for them. I can't show them the same videos. (laughs) You know, I try to do a little extra and uh, role play in some cases where I tell, all right, you're the supervisor. I'm the I'm the guy who you need to get convinced to wear this full body harness lifeline and anchor. Show me. Yeah. <laughs> and well, we so much of that way. is it's it's so important because you know I I've grown up the majority of my life and I, I still I still have um I still have a, you know, a day job right. So in many situations I am still the client to mm-hmm. many consultants and I think about what what really kind of makes things good for me and it's still back to the relationship that's probably the, the number one we get each other you know we have this good relationship but to yeah. your point right um and I because I've done I've done this for people too where it's like oh yeah and I wanted to just like don't worry about it I got it you know how no, don't worry about it don't worry about how much I got it I'll just take care of it for you it's not a thing I'm already working on this I'll just take care of that it's not a big deal people remember that stuff Right. That really, cause you think about that just in your personal life, right? If you've got somebody that's, that's, that's working for you, doing something at the house or, you know, a contractor is coming in to do something and they throw in something like that, just cause that really, that really sticks with you. Right. How, how much more likely are you to recommend that person to someone else when they go, you know what, you know, that's Sheldon guy. He's a really good dude. Number one, but he was doing this for me. And then uh, he threw in this, he gave me this kind of freebie with it. It was awesome. You know, all me, oh, you know, ex- exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it just, it really does. That really sticks with people because it just does. People, people like the niceties of that. It just sticks with people. people like it. And also it's because you, you are recognizing things. So I always think of it this way, even when I'm writing my proposals and mm-hmm. a proposal is one of the biggest things you're going to have to learn to do when you're uh, going to start your own business, especially if it's safety consulting, you want them to truly see the job that's coming so you're going to do your proposals with great great painstaking detail and then you also want to do it where it's split up in sections that are bite-sized parts and don't forget page numbers that's that's a little thing but it means a lot if someone's like on page seven of your proposal and uh they actually need to go to a table of contents it's another big thing have a table of contents page number so they know well either i'm going to go straight to what the services part is or i want to go straight to the dollar figure or whatever and they know what page to look for so simple things like that is part of the job that you must do but then the other part is we're doing safety and health. Quite honestly, our decisions and the things that we're trying to make sure people do has life-changing effects or has at least a possibility of life-changing effects. So I can't I can't leave a place and truly say I've done a good job if I didn't look for things that is going to leave right. them vulnerable to exactly. an injury or illness. If I see it, I got to say it, I got to do it regardless of right. what I'm paid exactly. for to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of safety professional first and foremost, right? It's kind of that, that thing. Would you like to say, when you walk in, you see something, if it's something that I can jump in and fix, yeah. I don't like, I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking dollars, right? I'm not thinking, <laughs> just, just fix it. Let me just, yeah, fix just it. get it done. Right? Just as a, just as a normal run-of-the-mill safety person kicks in you know i'm like let me just fix this thing it's yeah, super yeah. easy let me just take care of this for you uh-huh 
Uh huh. I told you. I told you it was awesome, right? <laughs> I like it. I love it. I got to have more of it. It's just awesome. Sheldon is just a really cool person, number one. So, and that that's how I usually rank things, right? You got to be a really cool person, number one. Uh, and that's probably the most important thing, period. <laughs> right? But he is so full of wisdom and knowledge in, in, this, in and around this space. Right? I mean, it's, it's just awesome. It's just awesome. I look forward to part two. That'll be coming up in just a few short days. So that's all I've got. Sam Goodman, the Hop Nerd, signing off. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>